It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, for the week of September 24th, 2015, show number 118, we're taking you back to the small screen, back to those days of the club. Yes, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, as we're welcoming none other than Lindsay Alley here to the show. Now, Lindsay, you may know, has been on every season of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, doing the sketch comedy and so much more that was such a staple from 1989 and going forward. In addition, she was part of such great classics like Ernest Saves Christmas. She has a great cabaret act, comedian, singer, actress, and so much more. And Lindsay's going to stop in and talk about her career, the Mickey Mouse Club, her favorite sketches, continued friendships, and some advice for all of you upcoming actors out there. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, our show is always chock full with the D-Team, and this week is no different. We have Caitlin giving you the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDWN2. We also have Nathan taking that look back at this week in Disney history. And let's not forget getting our groove on, because we have Paige with a magical music review, and how about getting virtual? Yes, with virtual reality, as we have Disney Multimedia with Randy. There's tons of news hot off the D-Wire from Disneyland, Walt Disney World Resort, Halloween merchandise, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and so much more fresh off the D-Wire. Now, if it sounds like I'm a little tired here, D-Heads, I usually don't share too much about my personal life here at the show, but the show is going to kick off a little bit different here this week because... Yes, our family dog of 11 years, Lady, yes, aptly named after Lady and the Tramp, is getting put down today, actually, all of you D-heads. So it is definitely a hard day here at the studios for us, uh, for my family, my kids, my wife, and all of us. Now, I know some people are like, it's just an animal, but Lady has been part of our family, and uh, she was my wife and my first baby before we had all four of our children. So it's definitely a hard day. The best dog anybody could ever have. And I, w- I just want to give this little bit of a nod and homage to, you know, someone that has been my best friend uh, with my children and going camping and the memories and so much more. So as mushy as it sounds, all of you D-heads, as much as this is kind of out of character for me, it is something that I felt I just need to do. So the kickoff for this week's show is going to be just fun, a little homage. I hope you enjoy it, and especially all of you animal lovers out there as well can completely relate. So with that said, before I officially kick off this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And spend it on what else? All those souvenirs. Definitely check them out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, before we jump into the lighter side of things with the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, Lindsay Alley, the D-Team, and more. I'm going to kick it off with a little bit of fun because my yellow lab lady was our best friend in our house. So I'm officially going to kick off show number 118 for the week of September 24th, 2015. And lady, you truly will be missed in the Johnson household. Be right back, all of you D-Heads. It's for you, darling. Merry Christmas. 
Oh, Jim, dear. It's the one I was admiring, isn't it? Trimmed with ribbons? <laughs> well, it has a ribbon. Oh, how sweet. You like her, darling? Oh, I love her. What a perfectly beautiful little lady. Snug as a bug in a... Uh-oh. Almost forgot something. There. Good night, lady. Now, now, don't worry, darling. She'll go right to sleep. No, no, lady. This is where you belong. Right here. you think maybe just for tonight this is the night it's a beautiful night and we call it a bella notte look at the skies they have stars in their eyes on this lovely With your loved one You'll find an enchantment here The night will weave its magic spell When the one you love is near
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that. Raccoon's been in this corn. Then see it, rascals. You'll have to take the dog in the mother nine. Well, I got me just the dog for it. Old Yeller will wipe up the ground with them pesky bombers. Free without a family tree But he could up and do it And prove there's nothing to it And that's how a good dog should be Here, Yeller, come back, Yeller Best doggone dog in the West Best doggone dog in the West Old Yeller was a hunter A rare and tearing hunter in any chase he knew just how to run And when he hunted trouble He always found it double And that's when old Yeller had fun Here, Yeller, come back, Yeller Best doggone dog in the West Best doggone dog in the West Old Yeller was a fighter, a rootin' tootin' fighter. In any scrap he knew just what to do. A rough and ready feller, although his coat was yeller, his bold Texas heart was true blue. This is Lindsay Alley from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, LVG heads, I hope you enjoyed that official kickoff for show number 118 for the week of September 24th, 2015. And I hope you enjoyed that little bit of homage just to our very own lady in the Johnson household because she truly was a part of our lives. And it's going to be a hard, hard show here to get through this week, all of you D-heads. And many of you who have pets, children, and so much more, I know you can completely relate to me. And thank you all for the private emails, the personal messages, and so much more, as many of you knew that it was coming up this last week. And I really do appreciate all those warm wishes and prayers and 
everything else for our very own lady here at the Johnson household. So thank you, D-Heads, and I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a kickoff. Maybe it's something that relates to you as well, being a dog owner, a lover, and a parent as yourself. So, so I hope you enjoyed that. Now let's move on to what this show is here this week and the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. That's right, we're going back to 1989 and all six seasons of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club as we have none other than Lindsay Alley stopping in here at the show. And Lindsay was on all six seasons, and she's going to stop in and talk about the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, staying in touch with many of those friends, her favorite skits, what's she doing now, and many other things on the horizon, including how has she impacted so many people's lives growing up with this Disney Channel hit. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. I say that all the time, and it is true. And this week, we have a little bit of a lighter crew here of the D-Team, but we do have Caitlin stopping in with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. We have Nathan taking that trip back at what just happened this week in Disney history. We have Paige getting musical with a magical music review, as I think she's not going to be able to let loose of summer here, but we'll have to wait and see. And let's not forget getting virtual with Randy. There's all news hot off the D-Wire, so before I'll officially jump into that news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and so much more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And remember, you can always subscribe to our show right there on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your device that you can listen to, enjoy, on Stitcher Radio and iTunes. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, let's jump into news hot off the D-wire, and let's talk about some things that are, you know, a little bit wild, a little bit in nature, and how about the critical wildlife conservation and research projects that are funded by AZA Zoos and Aquariums. That's right, the Association of Zoos and Aquariums announced this week that the Conservation Grants Fund, totaling over $370,000, are going to be awarded to 18 individual products. Now, the AZA Conservation Grants Fund provides a lot of support to many of its members who are scientists, wildlife experts, and educators working to expand their knowledge of wildlife, biology, reproduction, welfare, health, and even threats animals face in their natural ranges, while also actively working in the field with communities around the world and many other areas. As they have put it, as a result of their work, we are all better positioned to help ensure the future of threatened and endangered species. Now established in 1984, the AZA Conservation Grants Fund is a competitive grants program that supports the cooperative, conservation-related, scientific, and educational initiatives for many of its members and its partners. Now major areas of funding for the conservation and animal care are represented through research, field conservation, education, outreach, and animal welfare, among many others. Now, there are some great grants that have been done, and so far it has provided almost $7 million with over 375 projects worldwide to date, and this is just since 1991. Now, anyone may support next year's worthy cause, but this year there are a lot of great ones that have been awarded, but if you want to donate, you can do that online at www.aza.org. 
Now, some of these that have been funded are some that are part of the Disney Conservation Fund. There's many of them that have been awarded. I'm not going to name them all, but there's the Comprehensive Assessment of Welfare and Cheetahs housed under different management strategies in zoos, and that's part of the Disney Conservation Fund. There's also Enhancing Natural Foraging Behavior in the California Condors. That's part of the Disney Conservation Fund. Keeping Hooping Cranes Safe from the Disney Conservation Fund, as well as reducing human carnivore conflict in southern Tanzania through educational park visits, and I'll give you one more here. How about reproductive output in the Bahamas? So there's a lot of great ones that are actually part of the Disney Conservation Fund that was awarded as part of these grants. I mean, just tons of them. Madagascar's critically endangered tortoises. And many of these are all part of Disney. So when it says that Disney and Disney nature and all of them are out there to help our, our world and help our animals and help nature, we are not lying. These are definitely ways to do it, and now they've been awarded. If you want to read more about this and see the full list of everybody that has been awarded the grants of over $370,000 this year, definitely check it out on their official website at aza.org, or you can also find it on our official website at disradio.com. Now, since we're talking about education, let's move into a different kind of education. And how about the Children's Museum of Indianapolis to launch an exhibit inspired by Disney Junior's Peabody award-winning series, Doc McStuffins? That's right, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis will launch the first ever museum exhibit based on Disney Junior's Peabody award-winning series for kids ages 2 to 7, Doc McStuffins. And you know how much we love Doc McStuffins. We've had a variety of them here on the show that are involved with the show, many of the voices behind it. But the series depicts a young girl who aspires to be a doctor like her mom and runs a clinic for stuffed animals and toys in her backyard playhouse. Now, the exhibit will debut at the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, the world's largest children's museum, until August 2016 and then travel to other venues across the country through 2019. Now, spotlighting Doc's role as health and wellness ambassador for young children, the experience will bring the magical storytelling of Doc McStuffins to life through hands-on activities for young children, their families, life lessons about health and wellness. Now, through imaginative play and intergenerational learning, visitors are going to be transported into the world inspired by Doc's Backyard Playhouse Clinic. There, they can share the joy of bringing their favorite toys to life as they learn more about staying healthy, caring for others, and problem-solving all the while. Now, as they have released, Disney is a world leader in family entertainment, and it is our honor and privilege to work with them to create extraordinary new exhibits that will encourage families to discuss the importance of health and wellness, said Dr. Jeffrey Patchen, President and CEO of the Children's Museum of Indianapolis. Our team of exhibit designers, developers, and interpreters are excited about the opportunity to create a fun, imaginative, hands-on experiences and activities for families surrounding this important topic. Now, this is fantastic. It's going to be at the Indianapolis Children's Museum all the way until August of 2016. Continue to move around until 2019, and it's going to be fun. I mean, if you're going to get a chance to do it, everybody loves Doc. And if you've never seen the show, uh, definitely check it out. But this is going to be a great way for kids to interact, have some, and really learn. Now, moving along here, let's get into websites and something that I always talk about and how much I always hate the ADRs. Everybody's talking about dinner reservations. I don't want to plan where I'm eating 90 days out. 30 days I'll give you, but we've also heard that everything has been getting overbooked for fees. And how about this site that charges for Disney dining reservations is officially shut down. Yes, a website that booked hard-to-find reservations at popular Walt Disney World restaurants and charged customers a fee for them 
has ceased operations. In a message, Disney Dining Buddy announced Thursday that Disney has requested to discontinue its services. The website says anyone with reservations will receive an email over the next week with instructions for refunds. Now, reservations at restaurants, such as Be Our Guest, are often booked as soon as they become available on Disney's website. Now, the Orlando Sentinel has reported that Disney Dining Buddy charged a fee in exchange for watching 24-7 for the tough-to-get reservations. Now, the company sent customers emails or texts when openings popped up. Now, the customers could then book the reservation. Other companies apparently make reservations on Disney's site and sell them outright. But now that site has officially been shut down, and let's hope this continues for a while because the reservations are just getting out of hand. I mean, seriously. I mean, all right, we all want to eat at Be Our Guest Restaurant, but it's not fun for anyone, even on the Disney site, booking it out so far in advance. Like, this is really making it not a magical experience in general, not just these sites, but even the Disney site. Give me 30 days to book it. That I will give you. Maybe walk up reservations, but I think booking this stuff so far in advance is just getting ridiculous, and this is the result. And I think the same thing is going to happen with fast passes and so much more. I just wish we could go back to the days when you could experience the park, because it truly isn't, in my personal opinion, enhancing it at all. Now, talking about enhancing a magical experience, this is one that is uh, currently in the works and how about a central florida mom searching for her daughter's teddy bear yes a central florida mother has made it her mission to help find her daughter's security blanket now the girl seven lost her teddy bear at walt disney world this last week after getting on the ride big thunder mountain railroad in the magic kingdom he was very furry the second grader told the news sometimes i give him a little voice he is a little golden bear and monday he was tucked away in the seat of the ride when he was accidentally left i'm sad because he was one of my best friends she had said it had been her security blanket since she was a toddler, her mother has repeated. He's just that constant always been there, said her mother, Christina. Adventures are nothing new for the pair. He hangs out with her, he goes to Disney with her, he goes to grandma, grandpas, and everywhere else. And as a parent, we all know how our children have these security blankets, these things that they really grip onto, these things that just, they help them feel safe, they help them feel warm. Now, the posts have grabbed the attention of more than 6,000 people, and it keeps getting spread around all over Facebook and more, and everybody is hoping that you know maybe he could be with some little boy or girl having new adventures but she really wishes that she would have adventures with her teddy bear once again the disney company has said that they have not seen anything in the lost and found but the family is remaining hopeful and they really are hoping that they will sight the teddy bear now since we are talking about teddy bears let's move on to a different kind of teddy bear and how about duffy the disney bear leaving epcot that's right goodbye duffy you are now gone. That's right, the days of Duffy the Bear greeting guests at Epcot are limited, Walt Disney officials have officially announced. The last day that Duffy character will have a meet and greet in the World Showcase stop will be October 3rd of this year. He will be replaced in that area by Daisy Duck starting on October 4th. Now, the change is part of Walt Disney World's regular review of its entertainment options, a spokeswoman said Thursday. Now, Duffy-related merchandise, including stuffed bears, will continue to be sold at various locations throughout Walt Disney World, she said. Now, Duffy, who's usually decked out in a sailor's outfit as well, was introduced to Epcot in October 2010 after being a hit with guests at Tokyo's Disney Sea. Now, Duffy's backstory is he was hand-sewn by Minnie Mouse as a gift to Mickey Mouse, and he was designed to be Mickey's companion during many of his travels. When Duffy moved to Epcot, Disney said that the Bears' travel experience had made him a good fit for the Epcot World Showcase, which is all about discovery, said Dan, the vice president of Epcot. Now, this is a widely popular character over at Tokyo Disney Sea and many others 
I personally have never caught on to the Duffy face. I've never caught into that whole, I, I don't know, he wasn't big, but he does have a lot of great outfits. You can always buy a Duffy wearing a poncho, um, Halloween gear. He's always gotten changed for all the different holidays, Christmas, you name it. But if you want to get your picture taken with the official Duffy, that character's last day is going to be October 3rd, as Daisy Duck is going to be replacing on October 4th. So if you want to have your picture taken with Duffy, your days are limited. But you are still going to be able to get that gear, get those things, and, uh, you know, continue to have some Duffy fun, I guess, if you'd really want to. Now, moving back to a different park, and let's go to Anaheim, and how about many of the Disneyland attractions closing for an entire year to make room for the Star Wars land? Yes, to make room for construction of the 14-acre Star wars theme land, Disneyland Resort officials announced this week that popular attractions are going to close for a year at Disneyland, including the Railroad, Fantasmic, and almost everything along Rivers of America. This is a hard hard-hitting thing, especially with Fantasmic. And the Big Thunder Ranch, which houses barbecue restaurant, petting zoos, and Jamboree Stage, will close permanently on January 10th, Disneyland officials officially said on the park's blog. Now, on the same day, all four train stations along the Disneyland Railroad and the nightly Fantasmic show, the Mark Twain Riverboat, and the Sailing Ship Columbia, the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes, and the Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Island will all close temporarily over the course of the next year. Now, the river will be partially drained and diverted to the Orange County Water District's groundwater replenishment system, where it will be treated, stored, and Disney spokesperson said that as time comes to refill the rivers, Disney will replenish it from the same exact system. Now, Disneyland officials said that the work is expected to take about a year, but it didn't set a date for when these attractions will return into action for everybody to enjoy. Now, cast members will be offered other roles during the temporary closures, so they're not going to be losing their jobs as well. Now, news of the closings come on the heels of Walt Disney Company's Chief Operating Officer Tom Staggs announcing last month that construction of Star Wars Land in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World will begin in 2016. Now, this is part of Disneyland's expansion of over a $1 billion investment made in exchange for many other things, including a continued ban on collecting a gate tax. Now, Disneyland officials will also build a 5,000-spot parking lot structure nearby, and as part of the deal, construction must begin no later than the end of 2017 and additions to be completed by December of 2024. Now, this is going to be a pretty fun land. Everybody is excited for Star Wars land, but this is going to be a huge, huge land that's going to be immersive, as they put. You're going to be able to ride the Millennium Falcon and do many other things with the Force Order, the Resistance, and, I, I mean, it's going to be fun, but closing Fantasmic, closing all these. I understand it has to happen, but uh, guests to Disneyland are definitely are going to be pretty upset over this. So, LVD heads, with that said, I'm going to break here for news. I'm not going to go on as long as I normally do, you know, where I probably got another 10 minutes in me. But I'm going to take a break here, release the reins to the D-team. Now, we do have Caitlin bringing you more from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. We have Nathan taking that look back at what just happened this week in Disney history. We have more coming from the D-team as we gear up for the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, Ernest Saves Christmas, the one and only Lindsay Alley stopping in here very shortly. So, all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to sit back here. I'm going to take a break, release the reins to the D-team, and, uh, you know, just console the children here a little bit more. As as I said, I don't want to be a downer, but we're going to say goodbye to our very own lady. Might have an homage or two here and there as well. And uh, we're going to have Hooray for Hollywood. We're going to go to the MGM Studios, kick it off, because we all remember those days when they actually filmed television shows at MGM Studios. And uh, I remember going to a lot of those backlog tours, trying out for the Mickey Mouse Club. 
and so much more. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, before I let you go and release those trains to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% of your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members and spending on what else? All of those souvenirs. So definitely check it out at DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release strengths to the D-Team, and next time I come back, I'll probably have more news fresh off that D-Wire. Take it away, team. supposed to start work here today. Oh, right. Well, I'm Miss Hanning, the store manager. Have you had any experience with magic before? No, but I've made every job I've ever had disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this job is very simple. Step on up here. Just give the customer what they ask for and then read it up here on this cash register. Oh, it's locked. Well, the key is right over there on that ring. If you need anything, I'll be in the back. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. Oh, Miss Hen. Me. Huh? Boy, she moves fast. Greetings. I'm the great Zamboni. And this is my assistant, Margo. Ta-da! Hi. May I help you with something? Actually, I need several things. Okay, let me just get this bag ready. I need a magic wand. And a deck of cards. And a levitating ball. I'll just go get a ladder right over there. Uh, never mind. I'll just take that magic cup instead. <laughs>
you. originally from the new Mickey Mouse Club. You might remember the party. This is Disney On Demand. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. This week in Disney Springs news, Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar is officially open for business. From what we've seen so far, the theming looks amazing, and there are so many things I can't wait to try. From cocktails like Reggie's Revenge, Safari Sangria, and the Fountain of Youth, to small plate appetizers and entrees like Dr. Elsa's She-Deviled Eggs, Rolling Boulder Sliders, and Squid, why did it have to be Squid, Fried Calamari? Like always, everything with Disney is in the details, and we're sure there will be a lot to see at Jack Lindsay's. Even the play settings are made to look like an airplane propeller. I know I can't wait to enjoy the rest of what Jack Lindsay's has to offer. This year, as a part of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, you won't want to miss the Rockin' Burger Block Parties. At the parties, you'll get to taste and vote on 12 different themed sliders, along with drinks. There will be a DJ and, of course, special celebrity chef guests, including Andrew Zimmerman, Buddy Velastro the Cake Boss, and celebs from ABC's The Chew. The dates for this year's party are September 25th, October 8th, and November 6th. Tickets cost $99 and $119 for a reserve table on the main floor, early admission, and a specialty cocktail. If you're planning to attend the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, make sure to grab some of the logo merchandise. It's adorable this year. Whether it's the shirts, pins, or commemorative magic band, Minnie and Mickey in their Haunted Mansion outfits are sure to make you smile. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the Halloween party these days, but if you're planning ahead, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is just around the corner. The first weekend of Christmas parties is November 8th. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, 
you can fly. Here's our version of the hit song, Together Forever. Check it out. of the magical world of Disney. The grand opening of the Disney MGM Studios theme park. Join James Stewart, Smokey Robinson, Jane Fonda, John Forsythe, Stephanie Powers, Buster Poindexter, Kate Jackson, Dick Van Dyke, Ann Miller, Ashburton Simpson, Suzanne Summers, Kathy Lee Crosby, Tony Randall, Rue McClanahan, Estelle Getty, and more superstars and more famous cars. This is going to be great. The Disney MGM Studios theme park grand opening, a world premiere exclusive next on the magical world of Disney. Hello, I'm Michael Eisner. In the great tradition of Hollywood, I'd like to welcome you to a major studio sneak preview. Tonight, the Disney MGM Studios theme park will officially open to the public. But as the final touches are being put on this wonderful new theme park, we're going to give you a glimpse of what all the excitement is about. We're also going to try and give you a sense of what this thing called Hollywood is all about. When we think of movies, we think of entertainment. But the greatest films have done much more than simply entertain. They've enlightened us, inspired us, and helped shape the world in which we live. Each of us has a favorite movie, one that has stuck in our minds and influenced our lives. Mine was Pinocchio. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. It inspired in me a sense of awe and beauty and creative possibilities that have stayed with me all my life. Tonight we're going to talk to some pretty remarkable people about the films that have affected them. I think you'll be fascinated with what they have to say. So sit back and enjoy this sneak preview of the Hollywood we created in Florida. It's not so much a theme park as a state of mind. A Hollywood that never was and will always be. Welcome to the grand opening of the newest, most fantastic attraction at Walt Disney World. The all-new Disney MGM Studios theme park. Starring in alphabetical order, Harry Anderson. Ashford and Simpson. George Burns, Joy, Monica, and Leanna Creel, Walter Cronkite, Jane Fonda, 
John Forsythe, Estelle Getty, George S. Irving, Kate Jackson, Rue McClanahan, Ann Miller, Eve Montan, Willie Nelson, Buster Poindexter, The Pointer Sisters, Stephanie Powers, Tony Randall, John Ritter, Smokey Robinson, Mickey Rooney, Suzanne Summers, James Stewart, Dick Van Dyke, and special appearances by Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, and Lech Valenza. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So as always, branching off that, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with a throwback to This Week in Diz Radio history with show number 21 from September of 2012 featuring Paul Dooley, none other than Cars' Sarge himself. You may also know Paul from a few different things, such as being wimpy in the Popeye the movie, and other movies such as Strange Brew. Be sure to swing by our archives for a patriotic look at Sarge. That's an order. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1936 with Jim Henson, creator of the Muppets and the original voice of Carmen himself, being born in Greenville, Mississippi. Moving on to 1959, stand-up comedian, impressionist, and television voice actor Dave Coulier is born in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Dave is most famous for his role as Joey Gladstone on the sitcom Full House, and his Disney Channel credits include The 13th Year and The Even Stevens Movie. And also in 1959, the last episode of the Disney-produced TV show Zorro aired. Despite good ratings that the show received, the series ends on a high note after two seasons due to a financial dispute, unfortunately, between Disney and ABC TV over ownership of the Zorro franchise. In 1963, actor Tate Donovan, the voice of Disney's Hercules, is born in New Jersey. In 1981, actress Maria Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars The Clone Wars, is born in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1984, Michael Eisner is elected chairman and chief executive officer of Walt Disney Productions. In 1986, NBC TV aired the special Disney's Captain EO Grand Opening. Hosted by Patrick Duffy, the 60-minute program telecast from both Disneyland and Disney World includes such guests as actress Justine Bateman and singers Belinda Carlisle and Robert Palmer. In 1993, the ABC TV series Boy Meets World and prequel to Girl Meets World officially premiered. In 1994, Apple Computers began its sponsorship of Epcot's Innovations East. In 1999, Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth, began thrilling Epcot guests with a soft opening. Officially debuting October 1st, the nightly show will utilize fireworks, laser lights, fountains, and pyrotechnics to create a visual production on the park's World Showcase Lagoon. In 2001, Marceline, Missouri, the small Midwestern town that Walt Disney himself used as a model for Main Street USA and a huge part of his childhood, hosts his 100th birthday celebration starting today. 
In 2004, the Touchstone television show Lost premiered on ABC, and today marks its 11th anniversary. In 2007, the world premiere of Walt Disney Pictures' The Game Plan took place at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California. In 2009, Disney launched the Toy Story Mania Wii game, which is the first video game Disney has released to be based on a Disney theme park ride solely. In 2010, the Flame Tree Barbecue at Disney's Animal Kingdom reopened after being closed for refurbishment. And we're going to end this week in history, D-Heads, with a very recent one in 2015, today actually, with being a very historical day at Downtown Disney when the Indiana Jones-themed bar, Jacques Lindsay's Hangar, opening at Downtown Disney in Disney Springs. I don't know if you guys have been following social media today with anything about uh, Jacques Lindsay's bar, but that thing looks phenomenal, so you should definitely make sure and uh, swing by their next trip. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed and learned something new that maybe you didn't know. Feel free to email me at Nathan at DizRadio.com. And as always, guys, have a great week and see you real soon. This week on the Mickey Mouse Club. What you say is not necessarily what you mean. Family Ties' Mark Price gives the lowdown on Michael J. Fox. The man is a giant. I bet you didn't know that, huh? He was drafted by the Lakers out of college. You'll hit the road with country music's leading lady, Reba McIntyre. My number one rule is treat people like I want to be treated. Plus, you'll be seeing double when the Mickey Mouse Club rocks you with a strung-out tune from twice. Talk about a happening week on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like silly, and Mickey Mouse was the star. When he swaggered in with his big wide grin, I knew that he'd go far. Big feet flapping, got me clapping. I love that Mickey so. That long tail figure, strutting showman, really stole the show. Friendly Pluto barked away, and Mickey was his pal. Donald and Goofy drove him crazy, but Minnie was his gal. He rescued Minnie time after time, a hero through and through. Whatever the danger, he always came running when Minnie called you. I grew up on Mickey Mouse, and Mickey grew on me. Happy birthday, Mickey Mouse. Happy anniversary. Mickey Mouse, he's the one, the leader of the gang. Think of all the last we had, and all the songs we them all with a flair clerk or conductor or hollywood star he left his mark everywhere dancing and romping running and stomping i watched him when he played with mimi and donald goofy and pluto and disney on parade i grew up on mickey mouse mickey grew on me happy birthday mickey mouse happy anniversary
Hi, this is Rip Taylor. Could you pee? Could you die? And you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> Rip Taylor said so. Disney On Demand yourself. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all VD heads, I am back. And I want to extend that thank you to the D team of Caitlin and Nathan stopping in here and sharing their signature segments with you. We have all kinds of fun on the horizon as we're gearing up for the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, going back to those days of Hollywood Studios and so much more as we have Lindsay Alley, who was there for all six seasons of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, stopping in. We have more from the D team with Paige and Randy later on in the show and tons of things on the horizon. Remember, if you want to connect up with the D-Team, you can always do so at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can connect up with the D-Team. You can have fun, drop them a message. They don't bite and get connected with them. So thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, the show is moving along rather quickly here this week, but let's just jump into more news hot off the D-Wire as I gear up for Lindsay Alley to be stopping in here. And how about the Atlanta Braves moving spring training from Disney? That's right, the Atlanta Braves may be leaving the Walt Disney World Resort and find a new location for the next spring training. Now, the team has used Disney's ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex since 1997, and the official WESH-TV has uncovered documents that show the team may be reconsidering to move to St. Petersburg for spring training in the upcoming season. For Susan Rodriguez and her son, catching a springtime game, as they said, is an annual tradition. This may not be a winning season, but it's always fun. And this is something we've always gone to see in Central Florida. Now, a development group backed by the Braves has proposed a new $660 million complex that includes a 10,000-seat stadium. And as they said, the, the pinnacle of this project will be the spring training home of the Atlanta Braves, the proposal said. Now, the University of Central Florida economics professor Mark has said if the Braves leave, it would not be an economic blow because spring training generates little for local communities. Now, this is just a big thing for people who do want to check out the Atlanta Braves as part of the Disney complex, but Disney has officially released. We enjoy hosting the Atlanta Braves and their fans for spring training at ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex and look forward to hosting them in the upcoming Grapefruit League seasons, said a Disney statement. No officials with the Braves would not comment on the move, and the team's contract with Disney runs all the way through 2017. Now, moving here, let's get into the big screen. And many movies coming up. We all know the good dinosaur is going to be coming and many others. But how about Zootopia? Yes, everybody has talked about Zootopia. Slightly different of a film. And I'm not going to talk your ear off about it here this week. But there is new Zootopia posters that have been released. Yes, the modern mammal metropolis of Zootopia is a city like no other. It's composed of habitat neighborhoods such as the ritzy Sahara Square, the frigid Tundra Town, and its melting pot where animals from every environment can live together. A place where no matter where you are, from the biggest elephant to the smallest shrew, you can be anything you want. But when the optimistic officer Judy Hopps arrives, she discovers that being the first bunny on a police force of big, tough animals is proving to be very difficult. Now determined to prove herself, she jumps in at the opportunity to crack a case, even if it means partnering up with a fast-talking scam artist Fox, Nick Wilde, to solve the mystery. Now the Disney movie stars Jason Bateman, Jennifer Goodwin, Shakira, Alan Tudyk, and Katie Lowe's. Now, it is opening in theaters on March 4th, 2016, and now all new artwork for the poster has been released. You can see it all over at the movie theaters and much more. 
Now, keeping with movies, let's go to the small screen of movies, and how about Halloween Town? That's right, Halloween Town fans, you will be excited because you recall those days of spookiness, fun, trick-or-treating, and of course, Halloween. If you were a fan of the Disney Channel original movies, Halloween Town, and all the sequels that followed, then this is a special treat for you this week. Yes, this week it was announced that Kimberly J. Brown, who played the original Marnie in all the films, will reprise her role live as she participates in the Spirit of Halloween Festival. Now, the festival is annually held in St. Helens, Oregon, in a place where the original movie was created. Now, every year in October, they celebrate this tradition within the streets of the town, and as always, they include the gigantic, huge Halloween Town jack-o'-lantern that we've all come to know and love, which is a staple of the films. Now, this is a great announcement as someone like myself who loves Halloween. In fact, we're gearing up for our fourth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration here at the show. I am excited. Now, Kimberly J. Brown has gone ahead and announced this on YouTube. We do have a full write-up and a clip to the YouTube video on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, where you can watch it, listen to it, and definitely check out her announcement for this as well. Now, we love Halloween here at the show. Like I said, we're going to have the kickoff for our not-so-scary Halloween celebration next week here at the show. I am excited for that. And if you listen to the end of this show here this week, I might give you a clue as to who's going to be our special guest to officially kick off that show. But all of you D-heads, Halloween Town, the festival, St. Helens, Oregon, you definitely want to check this one out. It is going to be fun. Now, if you do love Halloween Town, Kimberly J. Brown, Judith Hogue, Paul Zimmerman, as well as Alicia Rulin, and many others that we've had on the show can be found in our archives at Diz Radio as well, so you can get into that Halloween Town spirit. Now, staying with small television, let's get into some presidential debates. And how about Michelle Obama getting animated for Doc McStuffins? That's right, parents will probably be familiar with Doc McStuffins, as I already mentioned here as she's getting her own exhibit in Indianapolis. But the hit animated children's television series that's been airing since 2012 on Disney Channel and Disney Junior is now getting a special guest in Michelle Obama. That's right, the series, which debuted to averaging 1.5 to 2 million viewers per episode, has been generally received with great positive reviews and more from concept and main character, as well as its portrayal of African Americans in a Disney series. Now, this is fantastic as Michelle Obama is going to appear on the show. Now, they're not giving too much, but you can catch a sneak peek of it somewhere on YouTube, the Disney app, and many other places, but Michelle Obama is going to be there on Doc McStuffins Getting Animated coming up this season. And finally, all of you D-heads, I'm going to close out news relatively quick here this week, but how about Ashley Eckstein, who we all love from Star Wars, and many people forget That's So Raven, but Ashley is to appear on HSN for a special Star Wars show to benefit UNICEF. That's right, you don't want to miss Ashley Eckstein this upcoming Monday on September 28th on the Monday Night Show with Adam Freeman. Now, HSN Cares Star Wars Edition is coming from 7 to 9 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time. Now, Ashley, who is teaming up with Lucasfilm and HSN, will be hosting and helping to sell exclusive Star Wars products to raise funds exclusively for UNICEF. Now, we all know Ashley Eckstein with her universe and heruniverse.com has some great products for all the female Star Wars fans and sci-fi geeks out there. So this is definitely going to be fun. And if you want to find her on HSN, like I said, that's going to be Monday on the Star Wars edition from 7 to 9 p.m. on HSN. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I already mentioned, we have the kickoff of our fourth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. That's going to be coming up next week. Many more things on the horizon, and I do want to put it out there, we are looking for new D-team members. There are some segments that we have here that we want you to get involved. We want you to become part of our team. 
we have two segments that we're looking to fill roles for. So if you think you have what it takes to join the D-Team, be part of Diz Radio, drop us a line, D-I-Z-Radio at gmail.com. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here. When I come back, I'm going to have none other than the all-new Mickey Mouse Club alumni, Lindsay Alley stopping in here very shortly. We have Paige with the Magical Music Review, Randy with Disney Multimedia, and so much more. So all of you D-Heads, I'm going to step back, take a break, and when I come back, I'm going to have Lindsay Alley from every season of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, MGM Studios, and so much more here on the show. Be right back, all of you D-Heads. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a preview of the motion picture event soon to be seen in this theater. We would like to show you and tell you something about Walt Disney's Lady and the Tramp. It's his happiest motion picture, a story about dogs. Open your heart and build some glowing memories as Walt Disney takes you into that wonderful world you always hoped did exist and never knew for sure until now, the world of dogs. To anyone who's ever owned a dog, loved a dog, or just wanted a dog, this picture is yours, heart and soul. You'll meet Lady, the belle of the social set. She was beautiful, innocent, intelligent. And besides, she owned the nicest family in town. Lady was the catch of the season. That is, until the day that Tramp came into her life. Tramp, soldier of fortune. The Casanova from the wrong side of the tracks who wore no man's collar. It's what they do to your happy home. Move it over, will you, friend? You'll meet Jock, officially known as Heather Ladd of Glencairn, of the Blue Blood Glencairns, who collected blue ribbons, silver cups, and bones. <laughs> That's a grand sight. There's faithful Trusty, the bloodhound of the Old South, but now given to dreams of faded glories. And there are the rollicking, roistering boys in the back room down at the dog pound. Boris, remnant of the old aristocracy who has fallen on evil days. He's like Gorky says in Lower Depths, quote, Miserable being must find more miserable being. Then, he's happy. Pedro, whose visa and luck ran out at the same time. And my sister, Rosita Chiquita Juanita Chihuahua. And Peg, slightly shopworn sobrette from the dog and pony follies, who knew many things. One of them, how to sell a song. If he's a tramp, he's a good one. I wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way Wish that I could travel his way And you'll meet Mr. Busy, the eager beaver Six foot six and seven sixteen inches And the pair of mischievous orientals, Sai and Am we are Siamese, if you please. We are Siamese, if you don't please. It's Easter, it's Christmas, it's New Year's Eve. All the merry celebrations of your life rolled into one happy entertainment as Lady and the Tramp take you into their enchanted world. 
trooper her dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt write down that It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones you grew up with, ones that really just changed that direction in your life. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of you. If you love comedies like Ernest Saves Christmas, as well as the all-new Mickey Mouse Club that many of you remember growing up with, we have none other than a singer, an actress, and much, much more. Lindsay Alley here with us. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi there. Great to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, Mickey, all new Mickey Mouse Club, Ernest Saves Christmas, so much more. Your resume continues to impress. And of course, you played so many parts in other people's lives with that all new Mickey Mouse Club that has been passed on to generations and generations. I guess to kick it off, like I always like to do with all of our guests, is what got you into this as a career? Well, gosh, um, I, I like to say it sort of picked me. Um, I've, I've been performing since, since I was six years old. And according to my mother, I, I sort of sang before I, before I spoke. So, um, I, I've just been, <laughs> I've been one of those, uh, performing kids, uh, forever who has since grown up and I can't seem to shake it for some reason. I haven't yet wised up and gotten a real job. Um, and I've just, I, I've just, I've been performing for years and still love it. There's still so much joy and magic in it for me. So I've stayed the course. Well, and like you said, it's one of those things where when it picks you, you just know it's going to come naturally. And of course, I guess with that, well, with that, we'll just jump right into, of course, what everyone knows is 1989, the all new Mickey Mouse Club, uh, you know, something that kind of redefined a new generation in Disney. It was something that was bringing back the revival of the, you know, old school Mickey Mouse Club, except it was something new, something fresh. I guess, how did you land that role? How did the audition process go? And, um, you know, what was it like knowing you're going to be part of something all new that was going to be passed on? Well, gosh, you know, I, I at the time, none of us really knew what it was. And funny, even at the end of the run, um, even after my six-year run, I didn't even realize um, what kind of a cool, special thing it actually was until years later. Um, at the time, it just felt like business as usual to me. You know what I mean? Because when you're a kid and you're doing something, it just feels like that thing you do. Oh, yeah, 
I've got to go to work today, um, a 12-year-old says. But uh, the audition process was, was fairly lengthy. It was, um, I remember going to six different auditions, um, you know, all these different callbacks. And um, like I said, I, I had already been performing in, in dinner theater prior to uh, my gig on the Mouth Club. And, um, it, again, it felt like, like the process felt like business as usual. Like this is how we, you know, this is how I go about getting a job. Um, <laughs> And it, it was just, it was amazing. I remember getting the phone call that day and, and feeling super excited to be a part of something so cool. But like I said, I didn't even realize until years later how truly special it was. Well, you know, and once you, you know, landed this role, like you said, you didn't know how special it was, but being on set and all these fun things, I mean, you know, you were able to be part of many great moments, especially with the Disney company, you know, grand opening of Typhoon Lagoon and so much more, I guess, with being on the set, um, you know, did you pretty much mesh well? Was it one big family there with the entire cast right from the get-go? Yeah, everybody, you know, I have to say, um, this, this, I don't think you could really get any of the kids to have a dishy, you know, true Hollywood um, story moment because it was really, gosh, I, I sound so Pollyanna-ish, but it was it was really magical. <laughs> it was, you know, everybody was was super tight and um, and it it was sort of our high school, you know, it was our junior high, our high school, and and you know, we we went to school together, we performed together, we learned songs together, we did sketch comedy together. It really was an amazing group of kids, um, and and I'm still very good friends with many of them to this day, which which makes it even more cool. Well, and working on the set, too, like you said, nothing too dishy. Everyone kind of got along, but when it came to that rigorous schedule of doing sketch comedy and music and whatnot, was there ever one of those that you were just, you know, it just seemed like it was so hard to accomplish or get down or nail those lines? Uh, well, it was never the sketches for me. Um, I don't. I don't know if you tuned into the episodes, but I, if you did, you would notice that I wasn't often featured in the dance numbers because I'm a terrible, terrible dancer. <laughs> and we even they even did a sketch one time about what a what kind of a bad dancer I was and how that was my Achilles heel, no pun intended. But. Um, you know, everybody, everybody on the show was there for a specific reason. Everybody had their strengths. Everybody had their, you know, their sweet spot, the, the thing that they excelled in. And, um, I did a lot of the sketch comedy because that was just, that was my jam. But, um, but it, the, the dance numbers, I, I had to leave that in the hands of the professional because I just, I basically looked like I was doing a Carol Burnett comedy routine every time I tried to dance. Um, so it, you know, it was nice that uh, everybody was featured um, in in some aspect that they were really, you know, some some talent they were really great at. So that was the other lovely thing about the show is everybody had their moment in the sun, you know. Definitely, you know, and with that too, you know, are there any of those moments or, or sketches that were either early on or even later in the series that was your absolute favorite to do that, you know, you look back to this day and it was just one that really just it resonates with you and it's capturing this moment in time as a personal memory for yourself? Yeah, there were there were a couple actually. Um, probably hands down my favorite, uh, my favorite recurring sketch was uh, The Party Girls, which was just like a little, it was a talk show kind of show that I did with Rona Bennett 
And uh, she and I would just get together and the two of us would review the parties that we had been to that weekend or the parties that we were about to go to. And it was just so silly and so fun, but she and I just worked so well together. And, and she's such an amazing, hilarious, awesome woman. Um, but we had we had a great time. And, and uh, I, I guess we did about five or six um, different installments of the party girls. But that was just so fun. I knew every time I saw it in the script that it was going to be you know, hilarious and, and silly and ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, and then before that, the, there was one character that I did named Wendy Wallow, who was always losing a job. And it was a little sad, but for some reason it was just hilarious because she was always doing <laughs> some ridiculous work, like working at a at a fast food squid restaurant. Or I, it was just it was just total, <laughs> it was ridiculous, but super, super fun. Well, you know, and those are the kind of things, like I said, you know, it's like little personal memories that you're never going to forget. And along with those, I'm sure, I'm sure having a group of people that, you know, so many kids all in one place, um, you know, I have to ask, was there always hijinks and fun behind the scenes that we're never going to be able to see that were, you know, just while you're waiting to film or waiting to shoot was, you know, were there any moments like that where you guys just always let loose and had fun that you, you know, are always going to remember? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yes. You put a whole group of kids together, you know, at, at that time in their lives when everybody is like a little bit hormonal and everybody is a little just wacky and slightly insecure and, and it's, it's just recipe for shenanigans. And again, nothing like, I, I wish I had more dishy stuff to share, but it was really just, it was just really fun. My memories of that time were just, it was like being at summer camp all the time and and just being, you know, being with this hilarious, bizarre, wonderfully talented group of people. Um, even the, you know, even the adults, uh, they were so great. They actually never treated any of us like kids. And I, I think that's what also made the show so cool is it was, it was super professional when it, you know, when the cameras were rolling, but when the cameras weren't rolling, you know, we were allowed to cut loose and be kids and, and have a great time. I mean, gosh, I remember at the end of, I think it was the first season, um, we had a big rap party and Fred Newman, the host of the show, had secretly arranged for like 500 banana cream pies to be delivered to the set and he made this he made this very um, <laughs> compelling speech about how much we all meant to him. And then he dropped this curtain, and there were all these pies, and we had a massive pie fight. Like all these kids <laughs> running towards each other with banana cream pies. It was one of those things that I will never forget. I think I still have banana cream pie in my ears. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was just crazy. Well, I can only imagine, too, with 500 banana cream pies getting tossed around, uh, you know, a group of kids, it just, it's it always seems like a blast. And, you know, I guess with that, too, with filming, and like you said, it's one of those things, a lot of great memories being on set. Um, the way Hollywood Studios has changed now, ha, you know, have you been back to the parks? And d does it ever bring a little bit of a tear to your eye realizing that they don't film anything there anymore? Um, you know, it's it's been years since I've been there, to be honest. Um Gosh, I'm, I'm a married gal now, and I, my husband and I went to Disney World uh, about two years ago, and he had never been. He's from the U.K., um, but we didn't go to Hollywood Studios that day. We just, we just couldn't make it over there. But even seeing it from the outside, 
in a way, I know this is going to sound weird, I didn't want to go back because I wanted to just keep the memories of that time kind of preserved in my mind. I think if I went back now, it would make me feel so old. <laughs> it would make me feel like a, <laughs> like a dinosaur looking at the artifacts or the new town that's been put up in place of my old high school. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's those were precious stomping grounds for me. I mean, like I said, I was there for six years. Six years of my youth spent there. So, I don't know, a, a part of me sort of feels like, I don't want to face it. I don't want to face all the, the shiny new things that are there. Um, I just want to remember it <laughs> as is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and with that, too, like you said, remembering as it is, you know, uh, you know, the all-new Mickey Mouse Club was the third incarnation of the Mickey Mouse Club. And, you know, many times our parents will talk about the, the Mouseketeers from back in the day and, of course, the one from the 70s. How does it feel now knowing that, you know, you're all the generation that grew up with yourself and all the others – they're looking back now, remembering your show from that that little nugget in time. And do you ever often get recognized for that as well out on the street? Yeah, I do. It's, it's kind of funny because people can't quite figure out where they know me from, which is hilarious. And I let them twist in the wind a little. I let them struggle with it because it's just sort of funny to see them kind of go, I know I know you, but I can't quite figure out where I know you from. <laughs> and usually people will say, this is going to sound crazy, but did we go to camp together? Did we go to, well, did we, were you at my college? They can't ever figure it out. And then, you know, after, after I let them struggle with it for a little bit, then I go, well, did you watch this kid TV show growing up? And then they go, oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like I said at the beginning of our conversation, um, I didn't realize even then how kind of unique it was. And as the years have, have gone on, the Mouse Club, um, especially considering all the kids who come out of the show, the Brittany and Justins and Christina's and Ryan Gosling's, it's, it, I don't want to use the word cult, but it has like this, this following now, you know, I, I get, I get a Facebook note or a lovely email from someone every day saying, gosh, you know, that was such a huge part of my childhood and I want you to know that, you know, um, I really looked forward to that, to that, to that show and that time after school when they could just relax and kick back and connect with, with kids, you know, doing silly sketches and singing tunes. It was a really important part of people's lives and I'm just so really genuinely happy that I, that I was a part of it. Well, you know, and like you said, too, it's one of those that, you know, now people have, you know, grown up with it and, you know, they remember it. And even myself, you know, uh, I'm comparable in age with yourself. And, you know, I have four kids and my kids, I introduced them to the all new Mickey Mouse Club. And even to this day, even though some of it is definitely pop culture related, my daughter will sit there and laugh and still enjoys it to this day. And, oh, I love that. Know, I'm, I'm happy to know it still holds up. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> well, you know, I guess stepping aside from the Mickey Mouse Club, you've done so many other things, too. Like I said, you, you know, small roles like Ernest Saves Christmas, another cult favorite, of course, and many other things. I guess after the Mickey Mouse Club, what did you have on your plate? What did you move on to? Well, you know, there was that there was that brief period of time when I thought right after the show ended that I would come out to L.A. and just give it a go out here and 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 see what happened. And then something pulled me in a different direction entirely, and I ended up going to college, um, mainly because I, I sort of felt like um, 
not that I had missed out on high school. I had had a totally different high school experience because I was growing up on this TV show, but I really wanted a proper collegiate experience. I wanted to feel some version of normal because I just didn't know what that was. So I went to the University of Missouri, Columbia, and I got my Bachelor of Arts in Musical Theater Performance. And the whole idea was to move to New York and, you know, star on Broadway and something. That was sort of always my dream. And, um, you know, life as we all imagine it in our brains when we're 16 doesn't um, doesn't turn out the way we think it's going to turn out. And I had all these, like, you know, <laughs> hopes and dreams for myself having these, this, you know, sort of glamorous Broadway life. And it just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. I mean, I was in New York for seven years, and I had moments. I had an understudy gig in a Broadway show that, that closed, you know, after two months. And I did my one-woman show off-Broadway for six weeks. But even that didn't, you know, catapult me in the way that I hoped it would. So I moved out to L.A., um, shortly thereafter, and while I have I have always worked in some capacity, I have not achieved that level of it's not even it's not even fame that I'm after. It's it's after like a, a satisfying continual satisfying work, and I think as artists we're always in search of that that next artistic high, and. Um, and actually, the high that I've gotten is 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 doing my own show, which I um, have built over the years. And cabaret has has become that, you know, that artistically fulfilling part of my life that I've always been in search of. I there's there's no fame, there's no fortune, but at least I'm I'm performing regularly and doing something I really love. So it's it's a very different journey that I've had than everybody else. But I'm starting to realize that it's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay that I've, you know, that I'm not at the top of the billboards. I'm I'm really, really happy, and, and I get to do what I love regularly. Well, you know, and I think that's key. You know, the biggest thing, of course, is, you know, you continued with education, which, you know, I firmly believe in as well. And then also now, like you said, you're happy. You're, you know, you're performing. You're doing what you want to do, something that, you know, you get to go out there and enjoy it. And not many people can say that on a day-to-day basis. And you get to. Um, with that, too, as well, you also have a show coming up, you know, this coming weekend as well, right? I do. I do. Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing my club act. Blood, Sweat, and Mouseketeers at 54 Below in New York City, and it's a club I've been dying to play for years, and I'm just so excited. It's, it's a beautiful, swanky supper club, and um, and it's going to be a really sexy, cool show. <laughs> so um, I encourage anybody who's in the New York area, there's a handful of tickets left, so grab them. Uh, the show's at 9.30 on Saturday night. Very cool. Well, you know, we know you're busy, have a lot of things on the horizon. Of course, show coming up this weekend and taking this trip down memory lane. Now, I guess for all the fans um, from your entire career, everything that you've been a part of, everyone that you've touched, do you have any final words out there for all of your fans or even new fans who are just discovering you? Oh, that's so, that's amazing. Um, gosh, wow. Um, there's a lot to say on that front. That's a, that's a, a global question. Um, in terms of of show business, there was a there was a period of time when I was, um, if I'm being really really honest, when I was a teeny bit bitter about the business um, because I just felt like oh, it's so unfair. I've worked so hard. I've done this, done the other, and I just haven't achieved the level, the, 
I haven't achieved the level I I want to achieve. There's there hasn't been the the the, the money the the name recognition, all of that stuff, and I, I spent a, a good amount of time comparing myself to my my colleagues, and it was you know impossible not to, you know what I mean? It was impossible not to kind of go, oh gosh, where did I go wrong? Everybody else is a is a, a huge success. So if I had to give any advice to young actors out there, or aspiring actors, or people even thinking about dipping their toe in, I would say that find your own path because that was a hard lesson for me to learn, and I'm still working through it, but don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just put on your blinders and and go forward with joy and be grateful for every victory. Oh, my gosh, I'm getting emotional, Um, (laughs) because it's it's so hard, and no matter what you're doing in your life, everything is a challenge, and, and there are obstacles at every turn, but if you can stay the course and, and keep an open heart, and I know that sounds kind of like a lame advice, but it's important to just be open-hearted and not compare yourself to anybody else. That's, that's like the best piece of advice I could give. I wish somebody would have said that to me, and maybe they did and I just didn't listen, but really take those words in because it, it really, it changed my life once I kind of realized that, okay, even though I don't have a billion dollars in the bank and nobody knows who I am, I'm so happy I get to do what I love, and and that means more than anything. And I also, you know, have amazing people in my life, which is really important, too. So, um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Just go forth with joy. (laughs) Well, you know, it's definitely words of wisdom and something that everybody can learn by and live by. And, you know, all I have to say as well, you know, we've had this conversation with many listeners before. Um, you know, I have to say, you, you know, you said as successful as some of the other Musketeers, but let's just say, um, I know here at the show, you know, 89, 90, 91, yourself, Chasen, Jennifer, all those, we consider you guys the original Musketeers that paved the way for all those other ones. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm just so I look back on it with such fondness and, and, and delight in that we brought joy to some kids' lives around the, around the world and, and that makes me really happy and, and like I said, I have these amazing kids in my life to this day. I'm still in touch with Damon and Chase and Albert and I'm gonna see Dee Dee and Terry and Alana this weekend at the show, so I'm super, I'm super excited about it and, and super happy to, to still have all these awesome kids in my life. I, I feel really, fortunate. Fantastic. Well, we want to thank you once again for taking time, stopping in with us, uh, taking this trip down memory lane, and you're always welcome back anytime. Uh, you want to share any stories, you have something new on, or uh, it, you know, have something new on the horizon, you're always welcome back. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. It was just a, a joy chatting with you, and I, and I wish you all the best as well, and I hope we can chat again. <laughs> When I was a cool young one When she was a cool young one I worked in the colony, paid my dues Accepting without question the prevailing views That a young girl's life was one long grind Digging holes, standing guard till it crossed my mind I was wrong all along No.
scary Halloween celebration. Let Jonathan and the D-Team lead you into your doom buggy with Halloween guests, spooky tunes, and Halloween fun. Only on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Happy Halloween, everyone. Serpents and spiders, <laughs> tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. The first day of fall is this week, but I want one last look at summer. This week, we will be heading to camp, or more appropriately, we are on our way to Camp Rock. Released in 2008, the movie premiered to good success with its premiere on Disney Channel on June 20th, making this summer its 7th anniversary. Its premiere on ABC with The Wonderful World of Disney the following day, and its premiere on ABC Family on the 22nd. At the time of its release, it was the third highest viewed DCOM, or a Disney Channel original movie, dates me a bit, behind Wizards of Waverly Place the movie and the number one, High School Musical 2. The soundtrack was released three days ahead of the premiere and was the number two on iTunes in the two days following its release. With all this said, on to the music of Disney Channel's Camp Rock. Staying true to typical musical score layout, the film has a song that is full ensemble. We Rock is the last song of the picture, bringing the entire cast together for one final number. 
It was released as a single on Radio Disney and Disney Channel on April 19th, two months in advance of the film, and became available as a single on iTunes on June 3rd. It was also released on the official soundtrack. It's an upbeat song falling into the genres of pop rock and teen pop. The song was written and produced by Cara Diaguardi and Greg Wells. Outside of the film, We Rock was used in commercials for Disney Channel's show Fish Hooks, as well as being incorporated into a music video entitled We Rock Around the World, and featured other prominent Disney Channel stars of the time and fans. Okay, time for me to stop talking and leave you with the music. probably the most recognizable from the film. This Is Me is the anthem for Demi Lovato's character Minchie and Joe Jonas's character Shane. Minchie wrote the song at the beginning of the movie and while performing it, Shane overhears but doesn't see who's singing. This then prompted him to write his own song, Gotta Find You, and when Minchie is performing a final jam, Shane hears it, realizes he has found who he was looking for, and joins her on stage with her singing This Is Me and him singing Gotta Find You. When released on the official album, the two songs were combined, but it was also released as a single solo for Demi in Spanish in an acoustic style with the title Lo Que Soy, which literally translates into What I Am. Demi and Joe continued on to perform the song together on stage for the Jonas Brothers' The 3D Concert Experience almost a year after Camp Rock. The song also falls under the genres of pop rock and teen pop. Written and produced by Adam Watts and Andy Dodd, it became a popular song for Disney Channel and is still a joy to listen to. I've always been the kind of girl that hid my face So afraid to tell the world what 
what I've got to say But I have this dream right inside of me I'm gonna let it show It's time to let you know To let you know This is real, this is me I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be up with our last song for this week, Hasta La Vista. Performed by Jordan Francis, Roshan Fagan, and Anna Marie Perez de Tagle, the song is upbeat and catchy. The song begins with only Jordan and Roshan on the vocals, with some backup when they reach the chorus, and with Anna Marie joining in immediately following the first chorus. Jordan and Roshan's characters are basically saying goodbye to Camp Rock and all of the campers, and this is where I will also say my goodbye. Thank you for listening and coming back every week, D-Heads. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for anything in the Disney Music Library, you can catch me at page at disradio.com. That's P-A-I-G-E at disradio.com. Or on our D-Wire discussion page on Facebook. Have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, hasta la vista! Yeah, it's your boy Barry. And the place to be is crazy. Come rock with me.
Couldn't wait to leave, but now I hate to go. Last day you can't pack in my bags, love. Made so many friends, why does it have to end? In the end, it's a win, cause we brought something together. Remember when we first met? First day? Thinking this would be no fun? No way. And now it's time to leave, but now we wanna stay. Stay, 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 There's so much more inside of me There's so much more Just wanna be All the things I've seen Obviously I'm inspired I love hey, all the friendships I acquired Everybody put a hand up Put a hand up Hey, hey, hey Everybody put a hand up Put a hand up Crazy Hey, hey Gabriel. I'm a Disney director, animator, production designer, story man, character designer. I've done everything there. I've been there 35 years. Uh, I worked on, directed Pocahontas, directed Rescuers Down Under, made a cool short called Lorenzo you might have seen, and uh, production design Wreck-It Ralph, among other things. And I did the corporate logo, too, the, the castle logo with the fireworks and all that. I got to make that. So anyway, I'm so glad to be here at Disney On Demand. Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. Virtual reality or known as VR will be coming in 2016. Looks like Disney is jumping on the bandwagon with a new startup company called Jaunt. It has received $65 million from the Walt Disney Company media-focused investors in Europe and China. From the new startup company, which makes hardware and software for virtual reality, has now raised more than $100 million since it has been founded two years ago. The company says that it makes best-funded players in the emerging field of cinematic virtual reality. As other companies have started up, by testing out the new technology by worth the headsets and gear, they're thinking virtual reality will be the next thing that will hit 
the way we watch movies and as well television. Disney legend and as well Disney animator Glenn Keane shared his insight of using virtual reality. He quotes, When I draw in virtual reality, I draw all the characters in real life size. That doorway to the imagination is open a little bit wider. He sees this is a live art in action. Well, this is Randy signing out for the Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Alright all of you D-Heads, so I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Fantastic time here this week, even though it's been a pretty hard time for me and my family uh, getting through the loss of Lady. But I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented, the wonderful Lindsay Alley for stopping in here this week. Thank you Lindsay once again for stopping in, reminiscing about the all new Mickey Mouse Club, all the projects you've done, your latest projects, your cabaret show, your stand up and so many other things. Thank you Lindsay once again for taking that time, stopping in and you have played a part in many of our D-Heads lives growing up with the all new Mickey Mouse Club. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, yes, Nathan, Caitlin, Paige, and Randy, all for stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Thank you, team, for stopping in, sharing that magic for all the D-Heads out there, and helping spread that little bit of smile, sunshine, and all kinds of pixie dust to all the D-Heads out there. And remember, you can connect up with the D-Team right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. Just go to the D-Team page. And finally, I'd like to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. We wouldn't be here five years later. Continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney. So thank you, the D-Heads, for tuning in every single week here at the show. It wouldn't be possible without you. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, next week is the kickoff of our fourth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. That is right, we have been doing this four out of our five years here at Diz Radio. And next week, we're kicking off our month-long celebration with Halloween fun, spooky guests, all kinds of crazy tunes, and Halloween trick-or-treating tidbits. So with that said, all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of spooky things in the horizon. So before I let you in, as to who's going to officially kick off our show for this year's Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And remember, you can always connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. And you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just find us through Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Disney On Demand, all of which you should be able to find us. And remember, you can always subscribe and get the latest shows right there on your mobile device and more at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe and get the latest show right there on your mobile device. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, and subscribe right there. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, all the fun ways to stay connected here at the show. Next week, we're getting spooky. It's going to be dark and scary. It's going to be October. And our fourth annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration. And to officially kick it off, let's just say we have a dark fairy. We have a cruel stepmother. We even have a hag. 
I'm going to leave it at that. So get ready as we have a very special guest stopping back here at the show. Have a great kickoff to fall, all of you D-heads. I'm ready for our Halloween celebration, and I'm going to go spend some time with the kiddos here as we're all just trying to get over this hard time today with uh, the loss of our very own lady. And thank many of you D-heads for your personal and private emails that you have sent me so far in the last couple of days knowing it was coming. Thank you, and as I always say, take time, step back, never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online and uh, have a great, great weekend.
thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.